0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Secret Truths, Conspiracies Exposed. I'm your host, Mark
1: Willison, along with my co-host, Scott Patton. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great, Mark. It's uh, pouring rain here. But, oh, is it? Uh, but, you know, I live in a rainforest, and we have to expect it to rain from time to time. And <laughs> uh, it keeps everything nice and green. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty
0: interesting. We've been getting quite a bit of rain down in the desert here, too, so don't not not too sure exactly what's going on with this weather but but uh i guess it's keep, i guess it's keeping it uh keeping job security for the weatherman around here since he that it's constantly changing
1: <laughs> well and you know i i often look up in the in the sky and look at the clouds and everything else and as i was mentioning to you before uh, we came on the air is the, the other day there were these magnificent cumulus clouds and they were the you know they just were absolutely stunning and and gorgeous. I often think that you know God is an artist and the sky is his canvas, and these sure. are just magnificent clouds. And yet I've noticed from time to time too that uh, they're graffiti artists, and <laughs> up in the sky, right? Because. These uh, planes fly by, and you know, and, and I see lots of jets and everything else, and they just they just fly by. But there are these other planes that fly by, and they leave this massive trail behind them. Uh, of I, I would assume it's exhaust or something. I I, I'm not quite sure why it would it would even be seen. And they crisscross the sky almost like they're uh, well, just like graffiti artists, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, I just am really not pleased when I look up and I see these guys with their uh, with their planes making a mess of the blue sky and 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 all the rest of it. Yeah, I, um,
0: I I I don't know what to say about about those things. Is you know sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know obviously they're highly offensive in terms of. You know what it looks. You know if you're, you're a cloud watcher and you're out there trying you know enjoying the view and, I mean you know people, people get really upset. You know like bird watchers are very intent on, you know what, what they're seeing and you know preserving the environment with which you know that that they're enjoying, and you know I never really thought is if there's groups of people you know groups of you know official groups of cloud watchers out there, but if there are those guys must be super. Super upset with all of this, uh, yeah, <laughs> sky graffiti going on up there, because it's not exact. And you know, some graffiti is even pretty cool looking, you know, like, you can tell some artists actually have some talent, but the stuff we're seeing up in the skies doesn't look, uh, doesn't look too talented and artistic to me. It looks like a big old freaking mess.
1: Yes, that's right. It, uh, it really looks like a, a massive mess to me, too, and, and there's a whole, uh, cottage industry I guess uh, that has risen as to you know what exactly are these and what uh, you know and what is the purpose of, of these and and part of the reason is is that there are people who have these really interesting things. They're long tubes and they've got glass at both ends and when you look through them, it brings things that are far away close up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you may have heard of them. They're called a telescope. Oh, uh, so yeah. I've heard of one of those before. Yeah. So these guys <laughs> with these telescopes who normally like to look at stars or whatever, they see these tra- planes, I almost said trains, these planes flying <laughs> around. Making a mess up there, and so they get out the telescope and they're like, Who are these people, right? Right. And the planes have no markings. Very so interesting. Yeah, so it's not like I can say it's the U.S. Air Force, or I could say it's the Navy, or I could say it's a NASA uh, space shuttle taking off, or any of these things. It's, there are no markings, which just adds to the mystery of it, right? Oh, absolutely. And huh. So,
0: so what I guess um, sometimes you know I, sometimes I I hear people talk about contrails. What what are contrails and how are they
1: different from chemtrails? Well, a contrail is when okay so you're in a plane you you're high up in the atmosphere it's a very cold uh, you know when you're up a mile or five miles or wherever you're flying so. Uh, when you, the engine is burning its fuel and doing everything, there's obviously an exhaust and part of that exhaust is uh, water vapor. So when okay. the water vapor hits the cold air, it does what all water vapor does. It turns to water and then it turns to ice. Okay. And that ice, of course, can be seen up there and it's 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 white. And that's, that's basically what a, a contrail is. It's the white... That comes from the the freezing of the of the water vapor as it comes out. Okay. Uh, now the chemtrail is uh, is different, and I have to say, you know, I've I've been in a plane, I've been up high, and I've been in a position where I can see, uh, you know, the exhaust. The exhaust, and I never see any ice forming anytime soon. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to look too far back, you know, to see, but. Right. And never anything kind of appearing very quickly as far as uh, um, as far as any sort of contrail is concerned, but sure. uh, when it comes to the chemtrails, there's tons and tons of theories about uh, what that is. and uh, gotcha. There's been a lot of cases where after these uh, trails have been put in the air, citizens are falling sick, and uh, it not you know. And, and they get sick, and then a few days later they're well, and then you know a week or two weeks later the chemtrails come back, and they're sick again. And the concern is is that something is being dumped into the atmosphere for some reason. And now, uh, and the and I guess the other concern is is that nobody will. It's kind of like the emperor's new clothes, right? Like there's there aren't any, and as far as the authorities are concerned, there aren't any planes up there spewing stuff out of them. Right? So right. you know, so if you see one of these planes, right, and it's very obvious, right? The plane goes across and it and right behind it from one uh horizon to the other is a white line in the sky. And it's obviously not a cloud, because clouds aren't lines, right? Sure. They're clouds. And you'll see them crisscrossing, you'll see them in parallel. We saw that when we were down in Arizona, we were, we were watching these, these planes going crisscrossing all over the place.
0: Yeah, constantly.
1: If you called your mayor or you called the airport and you said, I just saw a plane flying from you know uh, east to west or north to south or whatever, leaving this big trail behind it, could you please tell me who that was? Uh, they will either say, no, we can't, or there wasn't one. What plane? What <laughs> plane? You know, and yeah, and it's really it's really quite amazing. And, you know, if they're doing something... Now, so what are the theories of the chemtrails? Well, one theory that I'm aware of is that uh, we've got global warming going on, too much uh, uh, energy coming from the sun, heating up the ground, so we need to reflect it, so this creates... A reflective barrier that reflects a certain percentage of the sun back out into space keeps us from turning into a okay. hothouse.
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound like the most efficient way to do it to me, but <laughs> okay, I
1: think I can go with that. So, well, you know, the scary thing about that is, uh, uh, you know, everyone's denying it, denying it, denying it. And one fellow that was really researching this a lot. Uh, was shocked when his grade three son came home from school with a science book. And as he was helping him with the homework, there in the science book is the explanation of chemtrails. Really?
0: And, uh, wow.
1: and they're teaching the kids that, yep, the uh, sun is heating the earth too much. So these planes fly over and it creates a protective layer to keep the sun, uh, all the sun's rays from coming here and keeping us a cooler in the way we're supposed to be. So nobody will tell an adult, but we're teaching our kids, uh, or certainly in some some places, in some textbooks, they're teaching our kids this is what it's for. Now the question then is, is uh, Mark, if you were creating a mirror, which to basically reflects some of the light of the sun away from the earth, what type of material would it be made of?
0: Well, it seems like uh, it would have to be something metallic and shiny to me.
1: Well, aluminum comes to mind, right? Absolutely. And in uh, the people that have Alzheimer's, when they have done autopsies, they have found uh, higher than normal amounts of aluminum in the brain. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, so this is one of the reasons why you'll see in deodorants, which are also Mm. using a lot of aluminum, that uh, they're bec- they're using less of it or taking it out because they're concerned that you're applying aluminum to your skin, it gets absorbed into the body, and some of it ends up in the brain. And after 30 or 40 or 50 years of you- using a, a deodorant, you have Alzheimer's. Now, oh, man, you're, uh,
0: reg- you're making me want to go clean out my uh, clean out my <laughs> medicine cabinet, there, Scott.
1: <laughs> one reason why I. Uh, I use uh, all natural deodorants with no aluminum in them, right? That's a good uh, point. Good point. <laughs> and, you know, you have to think of your life. I, I want to take just a little sidebar here. Uh, you know, uh, do you plan to live past, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50, 70, you know, 90, you know, 100 as a fully functioning, active uh, human being? You know, as, you know, sure. that's, yeah, well then. What we need to really understand is is that the decisions that we make today have a huge impact on the quality of our life in 20 to 50 years, and two of my grandparents made it to 100, one to 102, one to 103, wow, and yeah, and they were fairly active right up until the end, mm-hmm. and in other words, they didn't have a long, uh, you know, uh, stay in a home somewhere where they had tubes sticking out of them. Gotcha. One of my uh, grandparents, uh, not those two, one of the other ones, um, didn't quite make it to 90. But she spent seven years in a home, and the last five of those years, she had tubes sticking in and out of her. And so obviously, she couldn't feed herself. She had bad arthritis. She couldn't hold a spoon. She wow. couldn't talk. She couldn't think. She couldn't do, uh, We don't know that she could think because she couldn't communicate. And she was basically, uh, you know, a living mummy. Uh, sort of you know I mean it was just was awful going and visiting her okay. and I'm not saying that's because she <laughs> took the or anything else but in my mind I'm thinking you know we have this choice of you know seven y- dying for seven years or dying relatively quickly and at the end of my life I want to die relatively quickly I don't want to be uh, you know in a home having them drip food into my stomach through a tube Right. Whereas, you know, I want to be able to sit down, chow down on my steak, thank you very much, or, <laughs> sure or celery, or, you know, <laughs> depending on how, how you think that has to come about. But if people are, you know, I can be doing all of this good stuff, and if someone's spewing aluminum into the atmosphere and it's coming down in the rain or it's just settling down as stuff, in the, you know, as dust, uh, you know, that's really working against uh, my health. Now, if we're, you know, we're in a democracy and, you know, the scientists say, here's the proof Scott, you know, you can, you can live to a hundred with a chance of, you know, a, a 30% chance of Alzheimer's, uh, you know, or you can live to, uh, to, you know, next year, <laughs> you know, because the place is going to burn up, Right. Right, (laughs) you know, because the sun's energy is too hot, and and it's going to cause all of this catastrophe. Right, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'll take the aluminum in the in the atmosphere if there's no other alternative. Right, right. But at least I've made the decision, or collectively we've made that decision. Right,
0: and And I think that's what the the really important thing is: is if we're going to, you know, if we're going to head down that path, we should at least choose to go down that path instead of having somebody else choose for us. And then say, well, "What what airplanes? What what lines in the sky? I don't know what you're talking about." That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's thoroughly disgusting to think that you know to think that they're dumping stuff on our heads and and nobody really <laughs> is even aware of it.
1: That's right. And you found a really good article on chemtrails by Mike Blair. And I'd like to just uh, read a couple excerpts from it. And we're going to make sure that it's available to everybody. And it was printed uh, in the spotlight October 9, 2000. So we're not talking about something here that just started, you know, a couple weeks ago. They have been around for a long time. So the strange, vapor-like trails or chemtrails from jets flying high above much of the nation and elsewhere in the world are part of a massive, top-secret military research and development project, possibly linked to the United Nations, researchers have concluded. A group of about a dozen researchers spent more than a year, mostly in secret, studying the chemtrails. They include experts in electronics, communications, environmental engineering, medicine, biomedical research, chemistry, governmental and political affairs, and military theory and technology, as well as veterans of the CIA and top secret NSA. They uh, poured over thousands of scientific government and military documents, most of which can be found in the public domain, but buried among countless papers and highly scientific websites on the internet. They also talked with experts in the military and scientific communities. It appears that aerosol chemical trails are being deliberately discharged into the atmosphere from military and civilian registered aircraft over the continental U.S., Canada, and Mexico. A retired Air Force officer attached to NSA and living in Virginia told the Spotlight in an exclusive interview. Selected commercial airlines have been secretly modified and equipped with specialized aerosol dispersion devices to supplement U.S. military aircraft to disperse the substances created in chemtrails, the former NSA official noted. Operation Cloverleaf is the uh, uh the name, name of that. The name of the operation. That program. Sure. Yeah. And the researchers concluded the chemtrails are composed of barium salt mixtures. Some of the chemtrails also include polymer fibers. And I think it's interesting because a, a story that I heard. Because um, some of us say, okay, well, how how would they have modified a a, a regular commercial aircraft, right? Right. And and I just I think it's just absolutely amazing how these people think. Because if, if there's one area on an aircraft that nobody wants to have anything to do with, it's the area that has to do with the lavatories. Sure. And so uh, there's this, as I read this story from a fellow. I have no reason to doubt uh, what he wrote was true. However, I, I always want to say this is just a story and I heard it and maybe it's a maybe it's fiction I don't know um, but it certainly opened my mind up to possibilities and the story goes like this <laughs> this uh, electronics and uh, repairman was called onto an airplane because there was something wrong with the electronics in the airline right so he goes into the hangar he gets in there and he's fixing it all or whatever and then someone says oh and by the way we also had a problem over here and I don't know what the problem, I can't remember what the problem was. Could you take a look at it? And he says, well, it's not really my uh, job, but, you know, if you've been nice and everything, I'll take a look. And so it resulted in him opening up some panels around the, the laboratory, right? So, and he's, you know, he, electronic guys. I mean, plumbing, electronics, not that different, right? Right. And so he's looking and he says, okay, you know, here's this coming out of the toilet and here's this, you know, flowing into the sink and here's, and then as I like, hold it, what's this? there was an extra series of pipes around there that seemed to go nowhere in particular and were redundant. And he started following them around. And uh, at that point, uh, a, another worker came in and said, like, what are you doing? And really challenged him, right? And it was like, this is my job or whatever. I'll fix it. And <clears throat> was really, you know... If you were fixing something and some guy, you know, it was his job. He come in and just say, "Hey, you know, I'm here to fix that. Don't worry about it, right? You know, thanks for looking at it and sure. chat or whatever." But this guy was totally antagonistic, which gotcha. caused the hairs of the first guy to, you know, like, "What's going on, right?" Sure. So he got the plans for that particular plane out and he's looking at it. And these pipes that he found were not in the plans. Oh, really? Yeah. So what he figures happens is is that the, the, the truck that comes and pumps out everything out of the lavatory tank you know how big a truck does that need to be right, right. who cares who knows who cares right I want to stay as far away from it as possible which is what everybody does so the sure. pipe this truck comes up he hooks up a pipe to one thing sucks the crap out of the out of the plane hooks another pipe up somewhere else and because his it doesn't look like it from the outside but inside he's got two containers one where the crap goes in and one where something else comes out right so he just hooks up another thing and he sticks this barium concoction into the plane into into another tank where it then gets shot out when the when the plane is is flying right I mean, that's the perfect way to do it. You wouldn't have two trucks coming up, you know, one to fill it up of stuff and one to take the stuff away, right? You wouldn't right. want, because everyone would say, well, like, why is that guy there? Whatever. But hey, he's there to get rid of the crap. Good. Yeah. And everyone gives him a wide berth, right? Sure. Because it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? And he's in there. If he's got to get into the lavatory and fix something, nobody's going to question him. They're happy he's there. Like, stay away from me and I'll stay away from you, right? So it's the perfect setup if you wanted to do something like that. And uh and I you know, I my personal belief is is that's probably uh very likely the way these sort of things are done. They're just you just mass so it looks like something is being done when in fact something is being done and something else is being done, but nobody's sure. gonna be paying that, that close attention to it.
0: Yeah, kinda of just hi- hiding right in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I, I think that's, that's a really interesting thing and, and, uh, you know, my, well, my roommate, uh, he when you know, he's an avid sky watcher too and, and he, you know, we, we watch the news here in Nevada and they, they regularly are talking about seeding the clouds. And it's his oh, belief, yes. you know, that to, to, to produce more rainfall, uh, you know, in the desert here. And it's his belief that some, you know, that, uh, that these chemtrails are, have to do with, you know, getting it to rain more and, and affecting the weather. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure whether, you know, I, whether I believe that, you know, the, the silver or the aluminum that they're dropping into the clouds is actually making more rainfall. It, it might very well, in fact, be, you know, breaking the clouds up mm. and, and preventing rainfall. And you know, and causing drought, you know, across the country, and I don't know, maybe that sells more bottled water or something. I, I'm not sure exactly how that benefits some, you know, people, but but I think it's, uh, you know, there's so many unanswered questions as to what are the possibilities of what they could be doing with this stuff, and, yes. you know, it's it's just like, you know, you could be creating more rain, you could be creating less rain. We know. We, I mean, we know for a fact now that they have, or they're at least attempting to have weather weather mod- modification, you know, going on with the Harp sites and, and and all of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, maybe there maybe there is something going on, you know, in terms of, you know, change. You know, this is a strategic attempt to to modify the weather in some way. And I, I you know, I I don't know that that necessarily flies flies with me. 100%, you No, know, I tend to think that it's much more of a, you no, know, maybe a military objective of some sort. hmm
1: hmm I just wanted to make one more comment when it comes to contrails versus chemtrails that I think is really important because some people are going to be looking up in the sky, they're going to see that line from uh, horizon to horizon and just say, ah, oh, that's just uh, ice particles, okay? So, <clears throat> what you have to understand is that, uh, Every year, aircraft burn over 200 million tons of fuel. The major byproduct of combustion are carbon dioxide, CO2, and water vapor, H2O. Mm-hmm. There are other substances, but, uh, you know, a little bit of soot and that sort of stuff, but that's, it burns very, very clean. So okay. for every pound of fuel that gets used, about 1.26 pounds of water vapor is created. Okay, and less than .0004 ounces of soot, okay? So, yeah, there's lots of water, but um, where was it? So, normal contrails usually dissipate very rapidly, are are short in length, okay? Okay. Now, under the right conditions, they could persist for hours. However, uh, those are rare, Okay. So when you see chemical plumes, which are chemtrails, they linger for hours and they gradually merge to create uh, to create clouds. Like I, when we were in uh, Arizona, you, were there any clouds in the sky when I was pointing out the chemtrails? Um, I'm gonna say no, not yeah. too many. Yeah, there might be one itty-bitty little one off behind a tree somewhere, right? Right. It's Arizona; they don't have clouds. It was pretty clear <laughs> sky. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what did I tell you? The next day it was going to be cloudy, right?
0: That's true. It certainly not only was it cloudy; I mean, it was it was pouring rain.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's because what happens with the chemtrails is, is they turn into into a cloud-like structures, right? Hmm. And I, and I don't know in that particular case if it was you know they were seeding to make it rain or if it just came in from another area or what, but uh, I've noticed that over and over and over again where the forecast is five days of sunny weather, and I see a chemtrail, the next day it's cloudy, and it's like, huh, right? So mm-hmm. when you see a, a real contrail behind, and I've seen those, like you see these jets going by or whatever, there's a little bit of, of uh, uh, white stuff behind them, but it's it just follows behind it for you know like two or three inches and then and disappears. So there's definitely a difference between the chemtrail and the uh, com uh, contrails So it's uh, I think that's an important thing for people to realize.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think it, it just doesn't make much sense that uh, that that line is is condensed water vapor. Um, you know you would think that it would either grow into you know, accumulate, attract more water vapor and accumulate into a cloud or it would, you know, there w- there's not enough uh, the right conditions for a cloud to form and they, and they would dissipate. You know, I mean, I, I to just have that, that, that line staying in such a precise, you know, formation, that just does not seem natural to me. I, I really have a hard time believing that that's just straight water vapor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are, what are some potential uh Reasons why they would be putting these chemtrails up there, Mark.
0: Well, it, you know, uh, further down in that article that you that you were uh, referring to, they make reference to to two things that are possible components of these chemtrails. And the first one is a barium salt mixture, and the second one are these um, polymer fibers. Hmm. And so they talk about that. You know, they. You know, one of the one of the key aims that they're, you know, that the military objective would would try and be is to control rain, drought, storms, tornadoes, hurricanes, and weather patterns generally. Um, precipitation suppression and enhancement are strategies being refined specifically for implementation in the conduct of future wars. Hmm. And so that you know that makes a lot of sense to me. That you know, if we're we're fighting a war And you know We're trying to cut off The enemy's supplies Or whatever Obviously water is Is a big supply Or is I mean Is a big uh, uh, It's a It's a necessary You know Part of battle I mean you can, the Soldiers can't live Without water You can't You know there are Lots of things Take water
1: Right Right It's a good way To get an
0: advantage Over your Absolutely and, and vice versa If you could actually Make it rain On demand You could totally Screw up your Enemy's plans As far as having you know, if they have, maybe they have uh, some sort of a bombing mission, you know, where they have airplanes that need to be able to see see targets on the ground, or you have you know troop troop movements or something, and if all of a sudden they ran into a big you know a big rainstorm that could that could affect their uh, their logistical and st- strategic you know movements and stuff like that. So that that seems to be you know that that kind of tends to make a little bit of sense to me, but What really Jumps out at me As I read further on Down in this article They say This experimentation Is directly responsible For the strange weather That is being experienced In the U.S. If not worldwide They're simply Screwing up our weather patterns By dumping barium salt And polymer fiber In vast quantities Into the atmosphere The group said That armies may eventually Become obsolete Because of new Virtual warfare technology Which is being developed Refined And actually applied According to the group, there's ongoing research and development that includes optics-based communications above the Earth, which is similar to fiber optics, but without fibers and communications broadcast on optical beams, a potential chemical and electrical influence on human behavior on a massive scale from above, a super-MK ultra-mind control program, and electrical power transfer. And... So, so I mean are they talking of they're talking about fiber optic communications in the sky with no with no cables but they're laying these you know fire these chemical trails which are including these little polymer fibers and you know they're making it in such a way that you know they could, could is it possible that they could be you know have a beam you know a a pathway in the sky that can transmit you know massive amounts of information or 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 literally you know Do mind control? That is, I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. Or electrical power transfer? I mean, imagine being able to transfer electricity from, you know, from the ground up to the airplane up in the sky to power, you know, a massive, uh, I I don't know, laser beam weapon or something. Who who the heck knows?
1: Well, I was uh, quite excited until you started talking about mind control. Um, (laughs) you know I'm thinking you know if, if this meant not having electrical wires uh, you know running through the streets and over hills and stuff and we were able to just kind of send electricity through the air from here to there uh, you know kind of Tesla style or something that would be pretty exciting and then you started talking about mind control and I'm thinking oh they don't want that
0: yeah I already no, thought I, we
1: had mind control it was called the TV that's <laughs> right <laughs> that's that's absolutely
0: right. I uh, I don't know. That's pr- that's to me that's pretty scary stuff. Uh, you know, to be able to co- not only to control the weather, to, but to you know enhance communications or 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 prohibit communications maybe, um, and, and to you know literally affect what what people are thinking. You know, imagine be, you know that they could broadcast some sort of a subconscious you know a message directly into your subconscious. And you never even do it. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, and of course nowadays, you know, I well, I just watched a movie a few weeks ago, and it had to do with nanotechnology, and one of the one of the methods that this guy was going to control, you know, he's this guy is trying to take over the world and and you know become the become the the, the high king of all the of all the peoples of the world and 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 be in charge of everybody. And he invented this computer technology, and part of the implementation, you know, part of the getting everything to work is to implant these little nanobots inside people's bodies that would basically allow you to send a signal to somebody and, and literally remote control another person. What was the name of the movie? Um, I believe it was called Gamer. Gamer.
1: Okay. And wow. it's, a, you
0: know, it's about this—it's about this video game system where you know there's people. You know, you got a group of people that that control other people in a in a video game. You know, imagine like, you know, you're playing a video game like Super Mario Brothers, but instead of controlling a you know a cartoon character on the screen, you're actually controlling a real living human human being somewhere out there. And so the, this guy, you know, basically. What he you know he injects these na- you you take this injection of uh, nanotechnology little robots or whatever and they go into your bloodstream and they they attach to your brain cells and they literally create a remote control link that allows you to connect to this control system and so you have two people two groups that you got the people that are controlling other people that are paying for the the service of you know sending. You know, there's a lot of people that play these, uh, these warfare video games and stuff, like Modern Warfare or whatever. But instead of having, you know, video game characters, you would be sending a real soldier into battle and, and playing, you know, playing for real, basically. And the other side of the coin is the people that are, you know, that are actually in the, in the game doing the real, uh, the real human actions that are getting controlled by somebody else. And it's just, to watch this guy articulate his plan of trying to uh, disperse this nanote- you know this, this nanotechnology you know it's like a powdered form, I guess and he basically is trying you know, trying to expose all the all the world's population to this stuff so that he can remote control them basically and you know nobody really talks about nanotechnology, but you know number one we wouldn't be able to see it and you know let's say you breathe it in and it's you know actively you know let's say it's sitting inside of our bodies it could it could very well be that you know we all have this you know this thing done to us right now and all they have to do is literally flip a switch and all of us will follow orders as we're told and that's the kind of you know I keep when I read like popular science and they're talking about these new nanotechnology breakthroughs for you know in medicine
1: mhm
0: it's you know, I guess like, I guess like any other technology, it's a double-edged sword. You know, because the, the potential benefit is tremendous, but the potential for abuse, for people to use it in a, in an evil or bad or non-productive way, let's say, is, is overwhelming. I mean, you imagine, you know, just the technology to, be, to say that, hey, from my little computer screen, I could control what everybody in a specific area is doing. And I mean obviously that would he'd be able to influence the boat. He'd be able to influence uh I don't know, math, you know, <laughs> massive crowd control or incite riots or prevent riots or do I mean do
1: anything. He'd be able to play with people like pawns on a chess set.
0: That's exactly right. Exactly right. And it was gosh, it was uh it was it was a scary it was kind of a scary movie watching this and thinking, you know, it it, po- it planted the seed in my head about the chemtrails, and I thought, God, what if it's not just chemicals up there? You know, we might be getting to the point technolo- technologically where, you know, they could be putting, you know, little artificial robots, nano robots, you know, in, into this stuff, and they drop down, and people are breathing it in, and then when the time comes and they need it, they flip the switch, and everybody stands in at attention. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wow, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's I think it's, it's really scary, and I think it really, uh, it, it was interesting watching this movie, because, you know, I mean, you and I, we, we both believe in, in the energy kind of, you know, the, you know that there's more going on than, than just the world that we see, that there's also, you know, underlying energies that affect, you know, that affect everything. Right. And this, the main character in this, in this game Was basically able to use his mind power and his, you know, focus his will so intently that he literally was able to overcome the control of this, you know, this evil, the evil bad guy with his, with his nanobots and stuff. And I, I thought about that and I thought, wow, that's a, what a great, you know, practical use for, you know, I mean, if, you know, if this, if this stuff is really going on, then all the more reason why we need to be, you know, practicing, you know, a meditation or, or some sort of a, you know, your, some sort of mental control and, and and focus and sharp, you know, sharpening your mind constantly, um, you know, so that you can, you know, you can make your own, dis, you know, decisions for yourself, and, you know, I, I believe that this is important just in in the. Day and age of television and radio, where you're getting bombarded with so many different messages, you know it's important to kind of wipe the slate clean and you know keep your keep your mind uh sharp and and full of things that you want it to be filled with as opposed to just all the stuff that happens to be you know that it happens to be catching as you're you know living your life right
1: absolutely
0: uh, <laughs> I you know pretty. Pretty crazy stuff. That's you know this is probably one of the more the deeper conspiracies that we've actually gotten into really, and I I didn't expect it to
1: to quite go there, but man, that's that's some scary stuff. It is, it is, and uh, yeah, we've gone into this in way more uh, depth than I thought, and uh, and I think this is why it's really important that people think about this stuff and and be really aware of what's going on because. You abdicate responsibility, otherwise, and I think it's really important not to do that.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right,
1: absolutely. Cool. Well, we, it's time to kind of wrap up today's show, Mark. Any last words?
0: Um, no, I I think that was great. Um, just want to thank all the listeners that are, that are listening in. Please please uh, jump on over to secrettruths.com and leave us your comments, and we'll be posting the links for this article as. As well as some other information that we found interesting and uh, and relevant to this topic, so you can you can check it out and see what you think, and you know download any uh, previous podcast that you that you happen to have missed, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next you week. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye.